how do you navigate some of that mom shaming and whatnot that, that comes in? How do you react yeah. and how does that feel to you? Well, when somebody doesn't have any idea what they're talking about, they're making observations about, you know, I just think we learned to have thick skin a long time ago. And honestly, you can't really care about somebody critiquing your life when they never even met you. Hello, everybody. Hello, Drewby. Hi. This is Linda and Drewby Scott, and we are still at home. And I'm about to sneeze, but I'm going to try to hold it. We are still at home having conversations with artists, experts, leaders, dreamers, and doers on the impact that they're creating in the world. My sneeze disappeared. Well, we're on a mission (laughs) to learn more about our relationships. Those are the relationships with ourselves, our communities, and our planet, and all that goes into designing a happy home. Because we truly believe that any difference we want to make out in the world, it can start right here at home. Hopefully everyone had a great Mother's Day. Yay to the mothers. We love you mothers. All mothers. (laughs) All mothers, dog mamas, second mamas, caregivers of any sort. Because that is like your mama side. It's just like we we also love Mama Earth. Word to Mama Earth. We had a great Mother's Day. Although, of course, we wish we saw both moms in person and we miss them terribly. But we got FaceTimes. Yeah, we got FaceTimes. We sent them our little bit of love. Exactly. Mom and I (laughs) scrabble every day. All the time. Multiple times a day. (laughs) I want to know, actually, what is your favorite mom story? What's What's a memory that pops into your mind that just makes you think, I love my mom? Favorite mom story. I mean, so many, but the first one that comes to mind is when I remember my mom and dad were leaving for a trip and we didn't go with them. It was, you know, just a mom and dad trip. And I remember being at the airport and saying bye to them. And I clearly remember stuffing my face in her coat to hug her goodbye. And I wouldn't let go because I didn't want her to see me crying. Mm. And I remember her coat was like completely soaked with tears and boogers. Um, uh, and so then nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. <laughs> Another one that I always remember is my mom would always say like, oh, I don't have time to poop. And when I was younger, I thought like, what do you mean you don't have time to poop? Like just sit and go poop. Like just, just go sit and chill and, and poop. And now, I mean, we don't even have kids and I, and I feel like I don't have time to poop. Like that's the thing with moms. Like they do so much. I have no idea how our parents, our mom held it together with five kids running a business and cooking dinner for us every night. Moms, this is our month focusing on effortless. And I would have to say that being a mom is definitely not effortless, but they make it look Sometimes they make it look effortless. And I wish maybe back then that they would have had more permission to not look effortless because who the heck cares? Like you don't need to look perfect for us but like as as kids you don't know but Um, also i know that parents don't want to stress out their kids with things that are on their mind they just want to you know be loving parents and so i got i got two stories i want to share all right so one is even now my entire life anytime that we're leaving wherever my parents are whether it was at their house or if we were you know at a hotel somewhere Mm -hmm. they always both mom and dad they stand and wave until we're out of sight even, you know, they, they live in Canada when, you know, three feet of snow, they're standing out in the snow waving <laughs> until we are out of sight. And I think that's hilarious. You know what cute. they do as soon as you're out of sight, they party. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. They're just waiting so I'm gone so they can pop the bubbly. <laughs> and then one other thing that I remember as a kid, I was probably like 10 years old and they would always take us to water parks, like, you know, water slides. Mm-hmm. And um, I can remember one time I was with my mom and she wanted to go on all the rides that I wanted to go on. And so we did. But after one of these rides, I guess it was really dry on the slide. And when she slid, oh, oh no. she was wearing a one piece bathing suit. When she <laughs> slid, it skinned the butt <gasps> off her off of her oh um, my gosh. bathing suit. And so when she got up, her butt was hanging out. And I remember laughing, <laughs> thinking like, mom, don't embarrass me. It's your butt's showing. And uh, so she had to put on some shorts. Oh, yeah, those are my mom memories. You know, she was starting a new trend. Mm-hmm. What, what are they? What are they called? Shaps, assless shaps, but like bathing suit shaps. There you go, bathing shaps. So cool! <laughs> it's gonna be. We're gonna see it in Milan next year mm-hmm. on the I runway. Also, I also remember saving up my moolah to buy um, my mom a Mother's Day gift, and there was this gift shop at on the main floor of this. Chinese mall that um, they had their store at in Chinatown. 
And I would always go there and see like, okay, what can I afford? And my mom loved little, little figurines. Mm-hmm. So I remember saving up to buy this like little bear working on a typewriter for her. And I think, I feel like she still has it. I bet you she does. She keeps everything. <laughs> Literally everything. So do I. Well, speaking of moms, today we are excited to have a conversation with the ultimate matriarch. Many of you may know her as probably the most famous mom on TV. Maybe in the world. like Possibly in the world. The, yeah. She has a show keeping up with the Kardashians, with her family. She's a producer, writer, manager, entrepreneur. Mother to six kids and 10 grandchildren. It's a big family. Yeah. She most recently launched something with Chrissy Teigen that we are personally very excited about. Mm-hmm. A plant-based cleaning product line called Safely. They smell good and they actually work. Also, the collection doesn't use harsh chemicals. It's concentrated. And uses refillable bottles. So I think that's pretty amazing. And if you didn't mention it, which I know you did, it smells they so good. They smell good. <laughs> By the way, there is a swear note. Heads up. There may be a little bit of swearing this episode. In case anyone wants to listen with the kiddos, I happen to use the S word. To describe a poo color. And I'm not saying smell good. That's not that S word. Different one. <laughs> we get into her life growing up and she shared some great parenting advice. This is Chris Jenner. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices, like my lights, my locks. (laughs) My security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. So excited to have you join us. It's all about Mother's Day right now. I We it's really want to know. It's always about Mother's it's Day, It's always actually. about Mother's. Yeah. yeah what do the, what do the girls, what does your family do for you for Mother's Day? Well, sometimes, you know, in the past, they have given, they'll wake up and go, what do you want to do today? And there was years ago, I said, well, I want to go to Disneyland. And we literally all got in the car and drove to Disneyland. So we just always do something fun and exciting and unexpected. Um, but yeah, they, they're, they're pretty great about making breakfast. And we do big family gatherings all the time. And that's been harder to do during this whole last year. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of figured out that in the very beginning, we kind of all quarantined together and... Several of them got COVID, so they were super sick. And we all had to stay away from each other for blocks and periods of time. But mm-hmm. I think now we're at the stage where we all feel pretty safe together mm-hmm. as a family, all the grandkids, all the kids. And so it makes it for celebrations. We still, there's so many of us that, you know, we, we feel like we're all we need. Yeah. yeah. We, we miss that though, because our, That's such a our family are, have everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're so spread out. Well, you, you guys like live next door to each other. So it, it's so <laughs> nice to do. have that. I'm jealous. Yeah. yeah, we do. It really is fun. And with families that are, they haven't seen their parents in over a year, some of my yeah. friends. Same and here. it's so, it's so sad to think about all the, celebrations and the, you know, I know we all want to stay safe. That goes without mm-hmm. saying, yeah. but all the things that we seem to be missing, you yeah. know, and all the, the Christmases and the birthdays, yeah. and the Thanksgivings. And the, that makes me, that makes me sad that people, you know, miss all those moments because tomorrow's never promised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing we keep telling our friends and family that as soon as we can all get together, we are redoing everyone's birthdays. We're redoing Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My Maybe sister Christmas just had a July. baby. So yeah, we're celebrating everything for a whole yeah. year. So well, we want to jump back to your childhood and growing up and your school years. Can you tell us a little bit of like what home life was, was like for you as a kid? 
Oh my gosh. Well, home life has always been, I had the greatest childhood. Like I'm truly blessed. I have a mom who my parents were divorced when my sister and I, I was seven and my sister was four. And so that was, you know, that happened so young and we still had such a great relationship with my dad. So it didn't feel traumatic or this horrible, horrible thing. It was just, you know, I, it was so many years ago, by the way, but decades ago, but what I remember, I remember all good things. So I consider myself really, really lucky. And my mom was, um, until I was about 13, she was a single mom and worked um, and took care of us. And we never wanted for anything. We just felt loved. And my grandmother helped raise me and my sister. So we spent a lot of time at my grandmother's, which was, of course, right down the street. We eventually Mm -hmm. moved across the street from her. So that's just what my family did. But I think that um, as I grew up, my mom remarried when I was 13. But when I was 12 years old, um, my grandmother had a candle store. And my mom had a clothing store and a candle store over the years, and then eventually had a children's shop. And they both had stores in La Jolla, California. And I started working there when I was like 12 years old. And I was the gift wrapper. So in summer vacation and Christmas vacation and, you know, the holidays when we had, you know, a four-day weekend or a three-day weekend, I would be in my grandmother's candle store in the back room eating saltines and peanut butter and wrapping gifts. So good. And my hot tea. That was my lunch. That was my favorite thing to eat. But, um, you know, it was a really beautiful little beach town and we used to walk you know, all over the town on our, on my lunch break. And I made friends with all the shopkeepers and it was just this great life that I had. And my friends would be at the beach surfing, which I tried a couple of times. I just wasn't good at it. (laughs) And I would be working in the store. And then I kind of graduated to sales girl. And um, that was really great because I got to learn about what that was like and customers and um, interacting with other people and social skills and organizational skills. I had to be on time or I, she'd be really mad. And so, so this was in the beginning here. So this is really setting you up to be the businesswoman that you are. You're learning all of these traits without going to business school. You know, my mom just raised me to be somebody who could learn how to take care of herself and run a business. And I learned from my grandmother and watching her and, you know, in those days it was a cash register and it popped open and there was money in the drawer. And, you know, you were, you were, I was making sales and giving people change and, you know, throwing something in a bag and being really responsible and organized and all that. So it was just such a great, when I look back on that, and that foundation of what I got, thanks to my mom and my grandmother. And by the way, then I had to go home and make sure my room was really clean and spotless and everything was organized and hung up and my bed was made. And, you know, I was, um, we didn't have a nanny or a housekeeper or anything like that. So, you know, oh my goodness, when I was a teenager and it was before, it was right before I had a car but my girlfriend had a car and my mom wouldn't let me go out on a Friday night unless I raked the carpet in the living room. Oh, Wait, carpet rake, raking. rake the carpet? This, this is before Linda's time. But the carpet. You got it? I, I've done that too. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because we had shag carpet and you vacuum the carpet with this special vacuum, but then you had to rake it so that the lines would be really perfect. And my mom, for a period of time, worked on the golf course. She was working in the pro shop of this really bougie golf course. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she sees how the greens are done and the fairways are perfect. (laughs) Then she'd go, yeah, you can go out with Debbie if you rake the, after you rake the living room. So I was never heard of that. Wait, what what color was your shag? Red. Okay. Red. Oh, wow. That's bold. Ours was literally shit brown. (laughs) 
it was wow. it was disgusting. And our neighbor's dog, our our neighbor babysat the house for a, a week, and her dog was just shitting under the dining table. So <laughs> we didn't realize what the smell was until I had to go and rake the the, uh, the shag, and I found it all underneath the dining table. That's so funny. So before we sidetracked with carpet raking and indoor turf, I want to go back to how amazing your mom and grandma were as role models for you. I mean, they were really laying the foundation in many ways for you to be a strong, independent woman. Since you were raised by a single mom, was there an emphasis or a focus for you to learn the family business? I mean, it sounds like you loved going to the store to help, but did it ever become a chore? Were they strict with you about it? No, I think they were just, you know, it's in those days you know, back in the, what was it? The six, the six seventies, late sixties. But you're only 42. That's right. So it was really just a couple minutes ago. (laughs) It was, you know, people's character and their, their values were built a little bit differently back then. And so your parents, you know, the focus was really trying to keep your teenagers out of trouble. And I think my mom just instinctively thought, oh, well, she's 12, 13 years old. Let's just, you know, meet this off at the pass and get started with, you know, teaching her what it's like to have responsibility. And, you know, she wasn't just going to, because she had to work. So she thought she'd probably park me somewhere that was better than hanging out with my friends getting into trouble. And I had to be somewhere and I had to be accountable for my time. And, you know, my grandparents were married to each other my whole life. So I had such great role models as far as relationships went. And I spent every day with my grandmother because she ended up living across the street. So I saw my grandparents as this loving couple. And then my mom got, I was, she was a single mom for like six years and she got married again when I was 13. And then I had the greatest stepdad on the planet Mm. who just became dad, you know, um, my, my biological dad, my real dad passed away when I was about 16 in a car accident. So, um, we lost him and it's like, he was 42. And so that was, that was really, really sad. But my stepdad, you know, he was, he was such a great dad and really gave us such stability. And he bought me a car when I was 16 and taught me how to drive and, you know, all of that. So it was, I had a really, I had a really blessed life in relationships and in just learning how to fit into the world somehow, especially in the business world, because my parents taught me or my mom and my grandmother taught me that you could find something to do that you really enjoyed. And that was, um, something that you, you know, could see as a career perhaps and pay your bills at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, they were really strong, independent women who made businesses for themselves so that they could, you know, survive and have a happy life. And I think that's why Courtney and I ended up opening our first children's shop because my mom had a children's mm-hmm. store for over 40 years mm-hmm. in La Jolla called Shannon and Company. And she worked up and she's 86 and she worked until she was 82. Oh, oh my wow. goodness. Yeah. That's in her store. Super so mom. she's just recently sold her store and moved to LA to be next to all of us. But yeah, she's, she kind of led the way there. I look forward to meeting her one yeah. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can you talk about your own parenting style? Um, My own parenting style. So I think... My own parenting style was, I wasn't a spanker or I wasn't the disciplinarian so much as I was just wanting to make a great, I was a great homemaker. I was so excited. All I ever wanted to do was have kids. When I think about some of my friends and their challenges as moms, I think about how lucky I am to have had you know, six really great kids. I mean, Kendall, when she was a little girl, she used to come up to me and go, you know, mommy, it's time for me to go to bed now. And she would put herself to bed practically, you know, when she was a child. That was That's me. That's true. 
was, jo- Jonathan did everything he could possibly do to stay up late, and I would just be gone. My parents were like, "Where's Drew?" And I, I just let myself to bed. But uh, I want to stay up all night. Oh yeah. And, and so, how? I mean, I, I think it's amazing having six six amazing children, and yeah. they were not uh, a hassle when they were kids. They, you know, stuck to your rules of the household, and they yeah. were all out there driven. And and it sounds like you guys are very very close as well. How so? What what was the dynamic as a mom with your first four kids, and then with um, Kendall and Kylie? How how did they blend? Did were they like thick as thieves right away, or did it take some time for them to? Um, to get used right. to each other? Well, when when Kendall was born, um, I was at that time working nonstop. And um, it, it was really something because Chloe um, really became like Kendall's second mommy. <laughs> she mm. was so, such a helper. When she wasn't at school, she was helping me with the kids and on weekends, she would she would help give baths with me, and you know mm-hmm. I always had these helpers. And so when um, you know there's is it 16 years with Courtney, and Courtney was 80 and uh, or 79, and Kendall's 95. They look great for 95 years old and 79 years old. Yeah. Don't they? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, there was a big age gap and my kids just jumped in with so much joy. They were all my four older kids. My first litter (laughs) was in the room when I gave birth both times. Oh, wow. So they saw their baby sisters being born. Yeah, and I thought this is the greatest birth control in the world. <laughs> Nobody's gonna <laughs> want to have a baby after watching this. And I, would, you know, I had an epidural, so I was completely, you know, I didn't feel anything. Yeah, yeah. And I would, I would go, "Oh my god, this is so painful!" And oh my I gosh, pretend like I was in all this, pain, and then I would. Like, That's a whole new definition for women faking it. It was funny. It was a lot of fun to pull pranks on the kids. We've always, I guess, played practical jokes on each other. And it kind of started when they were born. But um, yeah, I just, I think that they, I've got such great kids and they were so excited when their, the little ones were born. But I need to know this. I mean, that all, even adorable kids, they're little brats from time to time. Yeah. So when you think back what was um what was something they did whether it was for, as teenagers or whether it was little kids what was something that that one of them did that you were just like you little, little shit <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then you wow. see a little bit of yourself coming out in them because it might have been something you did when you were a kid yeah well one time when chloe wasn't allowed to i mean she had her driver's permit i think but she really shouldn't have been driving and i think uh, i was out of town and she took my brand new Range Rover and she went to go visit a friend who was staying at a hotel. And I guess Chloe parked my car next to a car that apparently was owned by a guy and he had really an angry girlfriend who came and lit his car on fire, which then you know, kind of lit my car on fire. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. So Chloe pretty much blew up my car. <laughs> I was I was really mad because I, I was she had the car and then she had to explain to me that, you know. I, oh I thought you were gosh. gonna say something like Chloe took Kim's like toys and games and whatever and <laughs> no, she blew up the car. Yeah. Did you have any house rules for the kids growing up? Well, yeah. I mean, growing up, it was, they had a curfew. They, they would always, they loved to go to their friends and, and hang out with everybody, but they had to be back by a certain time. And, and one time I, um, I went, you know, doing the house check and locking up all the doors and making sure everybody's asleep. And, um, Chloe's door was locked and I started knocking on her door. Chloe, Chloe, are you okay in there? And no answer. And I thought, God, she must really be asleep. So then I decided to go outside and look through the window. So I went outside, went all the way around the house, went onto her patio. She had a little patio and looked inside and it looked like she was sleeping. And I was like, wait a second. 
her, that looks really weird. So anyway, I got into the room and she had stuffed the bed like she was sleeping and she snuck out. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So we had, you know, we had a couple of those like every family does. One time I came home and Courtney and Kimberly weren't old enough to drive yet. They didn't have a license. And I came home and I pulled into my garage and I opened the garage door and there was a car inside and I heard it ticking, the engine ticking. And I put my hand on the hood and it was hot. Mm. So somebody had been driving the car and just pulled it into the garage right before me. And they had kept calling me going, mom, are you on your way home? <laughs> and we so, because I was out to dinner and of course I walk in and I'm like, who was driving this car? So that was Courtney and Kim. Busted. <laughs> ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. <laughs> Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. And now when you see your kids raising their kids, do you see similarities in the way they parent? I think I look at all of them and I, I literally sit there while I'm at somebody's house, like in Courtney's house or Kim's house or whoever, Kylie. And I'm lo- and Rob and I look at them and I'm so proud of them because I think mm-hmm. they're such they have more patience than I did. Mm. It's really remarkable. Like I look at Kim and I seriously don't know how she does it. I look at her with those four kids and she gives each one of them so much attention. And if somebody, you know, if I'm talking to her or something and one of the kids runs it runs in, she will stop anything to listen to what they have to say, where I probably would have gone, hold on, Kimberly, I'm talking to my friend here. Can you like give, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll be there in a few minutes. She just that, you know, and then I start to feel, gosh, maybe I wasn't a great mom because I was always, you know. um, Business first. Well, not, not really business. It was just like, they just have so much patience with their kids. And I, Mm -hmm. I often wonder, did I have that kind of patience? I just don't think so. And well, they must have gotten it from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're so good. I mean, I watch them and they're such, I mean, I don't think I, you know, Kylie goes everywhere with her daughter and they don't leave anybody behind or at home and they're always all together. Mm-hmm. They call, they call, um, uh, I'm so, there's so many. It's Stormy and True and um, Dream and... What's the other one? Wait, sure. are you trying to remember your grandkids' yeah. names? Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> you bet I am. I think that, I mean, you have 10, so and they're all very yeah. unique names. Um, but Thank I think you. it's funny, like, you're like what, what's the other one? Yeah, you know, the- and what's the other one? Chicago. So all of them, Chicago's, uh, True, and Stormy, they call them the triplets because they're almost all the same age. Yeah. And they are so cute. And then there's little Dreamy, who's a little bit older than those three. And so that little pack is like, Thick as thieves. They yeah. do everything together. And so Chloe has uh, something planned for them every single day. It's almost like a little mini nursery school, especially during mm-hmm. COVID. Yeah. So it's like, you know, today's, you know, music class and tomorrow's bubble school where they learn how to do all these bubble, bubble things. School. And they love, love, love slime. Yeah. Uh, they have kids do. slime parties and uh, who knew they could do uh, the stuff you can put into a bowl? I've watched it a hundred times uh, and I get excited. So I can only imagine if you're, you know, three years old. So yeah, so they have, they have, a, they're such great parents and they have so much, um, I have so much respect for them because of how disciplined they are. Like yeah. Chloe won't go anywhere unless, you know, True's nap time is over. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can't you just wake her up 30 minutes early? Like, what's the big deal? <laughs> that would be, well, that mom, would be mom, that's like saying, you know, can't you go rob a liquor store? I mean, they, <laughs> you might as well have committed a crime. 
for, yeah. for how they take that. So they're very, very disciplined mommies and they're really loving and generous with their time and oh, so patient. I have a girlfriend, Shelly, who used to say to me when my kids were teenagers, she would go, you're not supposed to be their friend. You're their mother. And I said, well, this is my mothering style. This is my, this is how I do it. You do it another way. I do it like this. And then, you know, years later, I've turned to her and said, see, they're not so bad. They all yeah. have great careers. And well, also, the, they're so independent and and they're loving mothers and, and parents as well. Um, but what I think is really great too is when you're with them, it's like you guys are just besties. I yeah. mean, when, uh, when we see you guys interacting, it's just like you're, you know, all the girlfriends together hanging out and having a, a great time, which is really nice to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we let, we just have so much fun. I will get regular calls from Kylie just saying, Mommy, I miss you. Mm. And I'll say, well, Kylie, I'm downstairs. <laughs> <You know? laughs> She's so cute. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really, really lucky. I'm, I, I really am. And I, I think through this whole COVID thing, it's been tough for so many people. And I'm just so mm. glad that we get to be together and we live mm. so close together. Yeah. So it helps. Uh, when you look at how your family was as a private family when you weren't in the public eye as opposed to now in the public eye and everybody wants to know everything that you do, has that affected the closeness of your relationship or how do you navigate that difference? Or made you even closer maybe? I think, yeah, I think we're probably, we grew into a a different kind of a relationship because we went from, you know, I guess it was perfect timing because just when my kids were moving, my first litter of children just when they were all kind of leaving the nest and, and establishing themselves and, and moving into their own homes or, you know, situations is when we started filming. So it was like, oh, okay, we're going to be together every day anyway. So I didn't really have that empty nest syndrome that a lot of parents go through because my kids really never, you know, they might have slept somewhere else, but Courtney and I mean, uh, Kendall and Kylie and Rob still lived with me. Mm. And, you know, so they were still there. So, you know, three out of six. And at the time, you know, we didn't have any grandkids. So we were just together every single day. And when we weren't filming and we had a bit of a break, we ended up going on vacations together and Mm -hmm. celebrating all sorts of things together. And, you know, it's really interesting how... Even when we're not, you know, not filming, we just want to be together every day. Yeah. So yeah, it, it it looks to me like it hasn't changed who you guys are at all, just because everybody loves you and wants to know what you're doing and uh, and follows your show. I mean, it's it. I love that that hasn't changed you guys, and I think that also shows your character and how you raise the kids, and uh, and maybe how you were raised as well by your mom. It's the same yeah. with our, with our parents and how they raised us. I feel. It doesn't matter if I had a billion dollars or one dollar, I would be the same person because they raised me with certain values. Yeah, I think that's really true in this case. I really do. I think, you know, we just, we, I don't think any one of my kids and in myself included have really changed our personality or my, it gave me, um, I think, incredible focus and drive to work at, on a business level a lot harder which I truly enjoy. So it gave me this passion that I was able to really follow and, and, and be blessed enough to be, make something out of what we were doing and create mm-hmm. businesses and take advantage of the opportunity because the show becomes like your foundation of mm-hmm. what you know we're actually um, doing and what we want to do with our, with our lives and with our careers. But I think, you know, as far as changing it really hasn't changed any of us to a degree that, mm. you know, that would be concerning to me. I think that's what's so great about the kids is they really do have, they're very well grounded mm-hmm. and they really have their feet on the ground. They know what they want. They have a lot of, they, they're very creative and they think about what they want to do in different businesses they want to get involved with. And that's exciting. They never took it for granted. You know, they've never said, oh, I'm just going to rest my laurels here and I don't need to work anymore. They work even harder. And I think it's really exciting when we come together as a family 
And it's usually, you know, me and Kim or me and Kylie or me and Chloe, just one-on-one, me and Rob, you know, Mm -hmm. me and Kendall. And we create something and work on something that they can... My my dream and my wish for when I started the show was, wouldn't it be great to have each child, each one of my kids, find something that they really love to do and are really passionate about and really enjoy Mm -hmm. and then figure out a way to go out and make it a career and make really great living at it, doing something that's really, you know, fun for them. And and then all the things that you learn along the way and doing a business, like you create something, but then it also gives you great opportunity and you help other people. You can learn how to give back to our communities and the world and, you know, our planet. So Mm -hmm. I think all of it is, connected, interconnected. And when you teach your children along the way about how to have a stable career that can, you know, live forever, that that's, that's the gift to me. I I think that the gift in my outside view looking in, I think it's such an amazing gift that you showed them how they can thrive and really thrive in their business life while still having that strength and security of the personal life and family. Yeah. I feel like that's that's every parent's dream, whether you're on TV or not. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously you've gotten a lot of criticism about like, oh, you know, you have everything made for you, but it's completely the opposite. <laughs> I know. You know? And, and I you know. get criticism about your your parenting style, but how, Everyone does it differently. Yeah. How how do you navigate some of that mom shaming and whatnot that that comes in? Um, you know, I, I've seen you talk about people saying how you know you're taking advantage of your kids, but no, this is they want they want to do this. You're empowering them. <laughs> how how do you react yeah. and how does that feel to you? Well, when somebody doesn't have any idea what they're talking about, they're making observations about you know. I just think we learned to have thick skin a long time ago, and honestly, you can't really care about somebody critiquing your life when they never even met you. Mm. And I think that's, you know, unfortunately people put so much negative energy out there into the world. And I often tell, you know, my kids, if these same people were to take this same energy and do something good or go work on their own business Mm -hmm. or create some of their own you know, use their own skills to create something, they'd be much further along in the world. But I think so many people are miserable and unhappy and, you know, they lash out at somebody else and criticize somebody else for their own, you know. Yeah. No, it's... it's misguided. Exactly. And that's, I think our parents have always, they raised us that way right from a young age too, just saying there are a lot of naysayers out there. There are a lot of people that will try and pull you down because there's something in their life that they're not happy about and they just are lashing out like you're saying. But at the end of the day, I I really appreciate that our parents had said, just don't let that, like let it come in one ear and out the other. Don't let it affect you. If you stay driven and passionate and you go after what's important to you, the right. same like-minded people will start to gravitate towards you and you guys can make di- make a difference. Mm-hmm. Well, my grandmother used to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. You know, So I was brought up in a totally different generation of you know, what was acceptable, what, how you were supposed to behave. It was very conservative. And um, it was just a lot more kindness when I look back on it now thinking whether you were forced to be kind or, you know, or not, it was just a softer, mm-hmm. more, it, it, that's the way I saw life. It was just, I had a very secure and safe childhood and mm-hmm. upbringing and teenage years and, you know, nothing ever really bad happened to people that I knew or, you know, that I was surrounded by and everybody was just very supportive. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the same thing I try to teach my kids is don't, you know, don't be that, you know, bullying isn't okay. I'm someone who, you know, is really against some of the internet, all of the internet bullying and, um, and think it's really sad because there's so many people that are affected by it and that, yeah. Um, you know, that are it, some really tragic stories. But yeah. mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, raise your kids with, you know, to respect everybody else. Yes, respect for each other, even to those who we don't know. 
All right. So at the end of our conversations, we like to have fun with a speed round. You ready? What meal feels like home and who cooks it? Probably pasta. And I cook it. Nice. What's in yeah. pasta? Um, for my, for well, my own knowledge. <laughs> pasta primavera. So you start with olive oil and garlic and add broccoli and zucchini, carrots, three colors of pepper, um, lots of seasoning, really great seasoning, and just saute all of that and then mm. cook the pasta, probably bow tie pasta on the side. And then when it's cooked, mix it all together, Parmesan, basil. And know, we will be coming over for bread. this. Oh, yeah. garlic, garlic bread. bread. And grilled chicken. Yum. That sounds phenomenal. And a salad. Uh, that's the healthy side, you know. <laughs> yeah, a really healthy salad. I like that dinner. What's your uniform at home? Black leggings, black bodysuit, black boots, which look like this. <laughs> oh, nice. And, uh, and some kind of a shirt. Like today I'm wearing um, black fake leather Good American. It's Love so it. soft and yummy. Nice, nice, nice. All right, so what smell reminds you of home? Good or bad? <laughs> um, well, it's a candle and it's sort of a... Um, uh, well, I love dip tea candles and I happen to like the smell of gardenia and tuberous. Mm. Yeah. So does it, does that remind you of your mom with her candle store? It does. Yeah. It really does. And, and, um, there's a scent, um, this company makes this candle. Was it one of you guys who said it was also your favorite smell or was that somebody else? Anyway, I found this candle in Napa. California when we were filming there a couple of years ago. And it reminds me of my grandmother's candle store. Mm. And so now I, I love them and I have them everywhere. That's amazing. Yeah. What sound reminds you of home? <laughs> what sound? Well, I mean, it's it, through the decades, it's always been different, I think. Mm. Like when I, when I first gave birth to Courtney and through that whole decade, when I was living in Beverly Hills with Robert, um, there was always an owl outside the house. So I'd drive in and you'd get out of the car no matter day or night and you'd hear this owl who lived there. And then it was always the sound of the tennis court, believe it or not. Somebody was always on the tennis, so the balls. going mm. Or somebody on the ball machine. That used yeah. to remind me of home. But I think now it's, I always have some um, music on. I love music playing and I love like old R&B. Oh, nice. Old R&B, that's a... You know, a little Luther Vandross never hurt anybody. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's a great music's sound. always on. Yeah, so S- same yeah. here. We we always do a little something calming in the evenings like that. Just something that kind of... Or we'll play the guitar a little bit. Linda's been learning we'll try more. try to play the guitar. But yeah, we'll just try to do some nice strumming or something to chill us out. So what's the, the best piece of advice you have ever received? You know, I think... It really goes down to the way that we are as people and, you know, how we treat other people. Mm-hmm. Treat treat other people the way that you want to be treated, basically. Mm. So aside from what you're doing right now, um, work-wise and working uh, with your current businesses, over the years, what has been your favorite job that you ever had? I think my favorite current job would be working with my kids in their businesses. And I love the beauty business so much. And I love all of that. But I think my other jobs, I think it would be working in the candle store, wrapping the presents is a memory that I will have, you know, always for the rest of my life. And then Mm. second to that would be when Courtney and I opened our own children's store. Mm. And we had, I mean, so much fun. Which of your kids is most like you and why, and which is the furthest thing from being like you and why? Oh my gosh, you're putting me on the spot. Which <laughs> one is most like me? Well, I think, I think I'm think i so much like each one of my kids for different reasons. Mm. I think that with Chloe, her and I are, are like soulmates because we love to nest in a house. We love all 
everything in the kitchen and we love organizing our pantries and our refrigerators. And we love talking about gadgets and going to the Williams Sonomas and, you know, like we just, all of that is, is very, is a lot of fun. And then I'm so much like, you know, Kylie, because we have so much emotion towards each other. We love to do the same things, the same things. We just get each other, Mm. you know, so there's that connection. And then um, uh, with Kim, we're so connected in so many ways, but she's just, it's almost like she can read my mind. And then we have so much fun. She was really the first one of my daughters. Well, Courtney and I started our, our our children's shop together, but other than that, Kim and I really took off on the business side. So there was that. And then Kendall is like when I was younger. Kendall is a free spirit. She loves her animals and she loves to go horseback riding, but then she has her whole fashion side and she loves her modeling. And, you know, so Kendall's kind of every young teenage dream come true. And yet she's so smart and she's so tender and she's so, she gives the best advice. Mm. And then Courtney is the greatest mom in the world. And I see myself, you know, you see yourself in different times in your life. I do when you have this many kids with each one of them. And I see with Courtney, I saw my, my whole maternity side, you know, my whole mom side, my whole, cause she's got a girl and two boys. And I saw myself, I see myself and relate to her that way. And then who's left Rob with Rob him and I connect on so many levels, but he reminds me so much of his dad. Mm. Yeah. So it's like he he's so smart and he's so he's such a kind soul with such a big heart, but he's such a great dad. So I relate to the parenting side there and just his desire to have everything in his house perfect, mm. lined <laughs> up and organized. And you know, it's like he just him and I could spend our entire day in our closets and talking to each other like on FaceTime and just organizing together. Oh, like it, so everybody has did I get everybody? I don't you know, know you did. You yeah. said all six and I think it's amazing. this shows why you're such an amazing mom because the question being, you know, who's like you most, who's like you least? There is no least. Oh, you yeah. have a way to connect with every yeah. single one. And I think no, there's no least. Way. And and I would never leave anybody out because they're all such a huge part of my heart. And I think that they, we connect with each other on so many different levels. Like if I want to talk about architecture, you know, I can call, you know, I can name two, yeah. you know, I can call <laughs> you. I know. Um, I'm your other, your you other know. son. Yeah. You know, if I want to talk about landscaping, I'll call this one or, you know, there's always something fun besides business. You know, we all have our business sides, but besides business, they're just a lot of fun and they're really fun people to talk to. And they're so smart. Yeah. So I'm lucky. Now that we stopped rolling. Now, honestly, who's your favorite? (laughs) No. (laughs) How do you think moms can be celebrated more? I know Mother's Day is yesterday, but as we said at the beginning. You know, I think that, Moms want to be loved and recognized and yeah. and appreciated. And I think that, um, you know, there's so many different ways you can do that just by saying, mom, the dinner tonight was so, you know, moms just want you to, you know, love what they do. Yeah. Linda's mom and my mom, they want to be the first ones in any event. If we're going for a hike, if we're going for a trip somewhere, whatever it is, they're the first ones in line to go and do it. They just want to be a part of the fun. Yeah. You know what I did this year? I decided that when it was each of my kids' birthdays, I wanted to write them a letter. Mm. And I always thought I would write my kids a letter, but you know, it's really very time consuming because I write really long letters and I hadn't written one in a really long time. So when it was Kim's birthday, I sat down this past year and wrote her a really beautiful letter about how I felt about her. And I think it was like 20 pages long or something like that. <laughs> oh, so wow. a novel. A novel, yeah. Did you novel. publish it? Not yet. <laughs> and then I wrote Courtney one. No, then I then I wrote uh, Kendall one. And then I wrote Courtney one. 
And so I'm up to three now. And I think I think I wrote one to Kylie. I've got to go look at my mm-hmm. thing because birthdays are coming up again. But mm. Rob will be next. And anyway, I'm almost done with the six letters, but I, I just kind of started with their birth and mm-hmm. said, you know, this was one of the six greatest days of my life. And, um, you know, kind of the place they hold in my heart. And then I got into just the different things in life that have meant so much to me and the special moments that I'll never forget. So that to me means everything. And I always want, that was my, on my bucket list, like write each one of them, because I know how, you know, it took me a couple hours for each one to really go through in your memory, like, how you appreciate them and what they meant to you in your life. You're making Linda cry. <laughs> that's, so special. that's like her dream to, to have that sort of a moment with friends and family. Aww. So, yeah. So that was probably if I, if I would um, give anybody any advice, it would be to write a letter to a child or a parent or somebody who's yeah. really meant so much in your life that you just need to get that said so that they have that. Yeah, yeah, that's so, that's so amazing. Thank you for sharing that too, and, and sharing everything about your family. Now, Linda's going to go cry. I'll write her a letter to let her know how much I love her. And if you really want to show your love to us, um, just make us that pasta you're yeah, talking about. And yeah, with, with the garlic. I'll come over one night, and I'll make it. Nice. I'll make it for you. I think this is proof that if you ever want to get something done, give it to a mom. They are the ultimate multitaskers. It's true. And if you have any extra massages, also give it to a mom. That's true. <laughs> Wait, didn't you just ask me for a massage five minutes ago? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to save that for your mom. <laughs> okay, that's fine. And your mom. <laughs> we just want to say again, we hope that all moms, all types of moms had the happiest Mother's Day. Yes. And every day is Mother's Day. This is we Mother's can celebrate Month. celebrate moms every day. And Mother's Year. Exactly. <laughs> we love you, moms. Oh, you know what? I actually want to take a little bit of a lead from Chris. Why don't we write our moms some letters? Yeah. I, I think they'd love that. I agree. I think all of our loved ones' letters. That's you can put point. that typewriter to use. There we go. That's going to be a slow letter. All right. Get typing one finger at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and a huge thank you to our homies, Brandon Angelino, Annalie Bell, Hannah Fan, Courtney Iwanis, West Friend, Chris Cobain, Jessica Bryant Harvey, and Nicole Schachter. Our theme music for At Home is by Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson. And music is composed and produced by Rick Russo. Thank you so much for listening. And if you do enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate us. Always rate us. We love you rating and commenting. Yeah, we actually like your feedback. And to you, thank you. Thank you. Love you. Love you.